may, may be seated. I know sometimes when you get a song that you don't quite know, you're not really sure how to sing or the tune, but that's all right, I didn't care. All I wanted you to do was see that the Holy Spirit is welcome here, and we want the atmosphere full of the presence of Almighty God. Now, definition of atmosphere is a surrounding influence. I mean, it's just true, whether it's space or hair, it's a, or an environment. The atmosphere, or you heard it said before, man, there's, there's an atmosphere of hostility. You've heard that before, or a, a mood, or a tone. The atmosphere of a place, there's been times I walked in here and felt the atmosphere so cold and chilly, like you're not even interested in God. And other times, it seems like the roof is going to blow off because you're expecting God to move. So this uh, word atmosphere is vital, and it's important, and it's true what we're going to look at. We live in two atmospheres at the same time. We live in this physical atmosphere that we can see, smell, hear, touch, and taste. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, uh, there's a, the other atmosphere is what we want to zero in on. It's the spiritual atmosphere. And sometimes we try to serve God in the natural, physical atmosphere instead of the spiritual atmosphere because we believe our eyes more than what we can't see. And it's the exact opposite in the Word of God that you are supposed to be walking by faith to that which means you can't see, the spiritual atmosphere. We cannot see it with our natural eyes or experience it with the rest of our natural senses. But it's very real. It is vital that we understand more about this. This morning, now, have you ever... Have you ever walked into a room right after two people were having an argument? You didn't see the argument, you didn't hear the argument, but you walked in and you went, ugh, what's going on in here? Right? That's the atmosphere. It's been charged with whether it's hatred, argument of spirit, whatever it is, you can sense it. The devil knows the power of atmosphere. He knows it and he uses it. The enemy knows if he can get you and I into a place that has a wild atmosphere, let's say as a, a party or a, a party-type atmosphere, that you are more prone to sin than in a library. If he can get you hopping and bumping and raising music and girls, dancing and bumping, all, you're more prone to sin. Are you not? You're more prone to sin. Now I'll have that drink. Because the atmosphere creates that and gets your juices flowing. And so the enemy knows all this kind of stuff. You can grow bananas in Jamaica, but you can in Alaska. Why is that? The atmosphere. The atmosphere is great for growing bananas in Jamaica and lousy in Alaska. And so this word atmosphere is absolutely essential. The enemy knows if he can get you in the atmosphere of the club or the lights and the music and the dancing, it creates an atmosphere that is just ripe for sin. Just ripe for it. The atmosphere creates a climate, does it not? And a climate creates a culture. It truly does. Look, in L.A., in L.A., it's laid back. It just is. Beach, sand, ocean, surfing. Even the big businesses. I mean, Jonathan's in a big business. He's got a big position. And he took us to see his place where he worked. And they're in Bermudas and, you know, T-shirts. And they got Nerf guns and Nerf bullets all over the office. 
And he's talking about millions and millions of dollars of business. It's laid back. And when he worked in New York, he said, man, they drank hard and they worked hard and it was press suits. And so we can see that that's truly true, that an atmosphere creates the climate. The atmosphere in Southern California, like, never rains. It's always nice, beautiful weather. So the climate creates that culture of being kind of laid back. And then it creates, uh, in New York, it's just the opposite. And so it's the same thing in the house of God or in your life. The atmosphere that you create. The enemy knows if he can get you into this culture, he knows he can get you to sin. If he can get an atmosphere around you that promotes, you'll sin. You just will. Genesis 39, 6 says this, the New Living Translation. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administration responsibilities over everything he owned. Remember Joseph, the story? Potiphar over the Egyptian world. He gave it to Joseph, everything. He said, with Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except uh, what kind of food to eat. Joseph was very handsome and well-built young man. Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in this entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you. Because you are his wife, how could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. As she keeps saying, come sleep with me. Creating this lowering, a lustful atmosphere. And I'm sure she didn't have a wool trench coat on. I'm sure she looked apart. Creating this atmosphere of sin. She kept pressuring on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her. And he kept her, uh, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, one day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work, creating an atmosphere. No one else around. No one else to give you support to tell you to run, to get out. And the enemy strikes trying to make it ripe for sin as he creates this atmosphere. Lustful, sleep with me. Not only that, she came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, and he left his coat in her hand as he ran from the house. Look, Joseph immediately changed the atmosphere immediately ran to God. He changed the atmosphere as the enemy was concocting this evil atmosphere, making it ripe, ready for Joseph to sin. Come, come sleep with me. Grabbed him. Sin will grab you. And he changed the atmosphere immediately as he ran. Right out from under his coat, he took off running. And the whole point of this story is, this is what we must learn to do in the house of God. Change the atmosphere. It's not a gymnasium. It's not a cafeteria. It's not a fellowship hall. It's the holy sanctuary of God. It's where people meet God. And I don't know if we get that. Isaiah 40, verse 3 says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. Look, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Did you? Did you this morning? 
Or are we so Americanized, we're just, we, we check it off. I come in, I greet, I sit down, I sing, I preach, I leave. But God says here in Isaiah, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Did you make it straight today for the preaching of the word to come forth with boldness and power to create an atmosphere? This passage in Matthew quotes from Isaiah 43. It's the same one. Has in mind of building a great road for the arrival of the majestic king. The idea is to fill in all the holes and to knock down all the mountains that are getting in the way. People need God. And you are to bulldoze away, preparing the way of the Lord. All you are welcome here. Fill the atmosphere. Or are you going, that's a stupid song. I never heard of that song. I can't catch the tune. I don't. It had nothing to do with the tune in the song. It had to do with, oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. The power of God, the dunamis of God, the holiness of God. Fill the atmosphere with the righteousness of God. You are welcome. That's filling in the potholes of a, a week of working in the world and knocking down the hills of the Goliaths who scream at you through the whole week. As you come expecting and longing to receive from God. For God to move in his power. And you affect it. Oh, we really do. And you'll see that as we go along. Atmosphere is everything. It's everything. The atmosphere of holiness and purity and praise and worship and prayer, love and unity. Attract the Holy Ghost. Just like drinking, carousing, and, and uh, uh, drugs, and loud music, and loose women, and attract sin and demonic spirits. You sit in a place where there's purity and praise and worship and prayer and love and unity attracts God, attracts God. Malachi 3, New Living says, look, I'm sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me and the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to the temple. Boom, the power of God shows up. Not just some cute religious service, but the power of God. And you quake and shake under the power of God. You have a big role in that. You have a big play, big part in that. And you're probably like most of us. We don't like big parts. We put on a big play for Christmas, and there's like eight pretty big parts. And maybe out of that, there's four really big parts. And then maybe there's one super big part. And you'll say, I'll, I'll be in it, but if I don't have to talk. You want a minor part, a small part, 
you carry a cup in or you light a candle and that's all we see. You'll do the minor parts, but every one of us have a huge part in creating the atmosphere for God to move in the house of God. The atmosphere. Feel the atmosphere. God, with your presence, oh Lord, feel it. Does not Psalms 22.3 tells us, Thou art holy, O Lord, O Thou that inhabiteth the praises of His people. He inhabits the praises. That word inhabits means to cause to sit. Meaning God walks by churches. Not a whole lot going on. Oh, maybe sing an amazing grace or how great thou art, but really nothing. And then he goes by a church that's praising and worshiping God. And he stops and says, I've got to sit amongst these people. I must come and dwell with them. You ever been busy on some Saturday afternoon or some evening and you walk by the TV and something something catches you, the ball game or some intense movie, and two hours later you're going... You get up and it caught you. This is what that word means. Your participation, your longing, you attract God and he comes and sits among us. His presence. God knows between longing and singing. He knows. I know that I am loved and missed. I know that my presence is desired at my home. I go home every night. There's long loved. My presence is desired in my house. I don't wander around. Same thing with God. It attracts God. He loves it. He comes to it and he sits among us. We know that God is everywhere, but you cannot deny the fact that it seems like God turns it up sometimes. In other places somewhere, tremendous revival breaks out in Wales because God sat down. Because they created a place, they had a chair for him. Yes, help us. Because this is not in the natural. If you're receiving this the natural, your head's harder than this glass. It's supernatural. God responds to an atmosphere as well. He does. He responds to it. You know you can have the lousiest football team in the world. They're going to get slaughtered by 28 points or something, and they're playing at home, and all of a sudden they stumble and make a good play, and the fans never quit. And they create this atmosphere that elevates these bums to champions. This is nothing new. He loves an atmosphere of praise and worship from his people. We've been here before. I don't know what we did with it. I called it a long time ago. This is a whole different message, but then it reminded me what I'm about to read to you. Remember the frost recipe? As we're entering now that time of year. When the weather conditions are just right, when the humidity is at a a perfect percentage, 
and, and the inside and outside are at certain points, frost will appear. It's always been there, even in the summer. But at certain points, at certain temperatures, at certain percentages, boom, it's appearing. You have a part. It doesn't happen all the time. I understand that. Only when specific conditions are met, frost shows. Shows up. Have you ever looked closely at the frost that appears on a window on a cold winter day? The frost is uh, comprised of thousands of millions of ice crystals formed from the moisture that's in the air. Each crystal has a totally unique design. Totally unique design. And these designs interlock with each other to form what looks like a manufactured snowflake on glass. Each design interlocks. Each design has a part, a place, a purpose. Every joint. They're all ready. The frost, this frost recipe, they're already present at any given time. But they exist in another dimension until certain conditions are met. And then God shows up. You don't meet them, he won't show. It's the truth. We don't like to hear that because we don't want to have to have to do anything. In, a mo- in that moment, a bridge or a gateway appears between the unseen world and the visible. God is here. And you know it. You can sense it. Just in, as in Genesis 28, as he was dreaming, behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to the heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and thy God of Isaac. Frost recipe, boom, it appears. God sets a burning, flaming fire in front of us if you walk right past it. But if you you stop and look at it and you create this environment, it spoke. Take off your shoes. The storm and Jesus walking on the water made as if he'd walk by unless what? They created an atmosphere of wanting him. Save us! Suddenly, God seems to appear from nowhere. But in reality, he's always here. Just like now. Just like today, this morning. The principles and laws governing his presence are constant. They are. The problem isn't that God is missing. The problem is you and I have to turn up the longing, the desire, or maybe just the understanding of this. Oh, really? Yes. You can stay in your house and never flip the air conditioner thing till heat. And in January, you'll be going... You lack the understanding. Just turn it on to heat. And it's the same with this. There isn't some certain day we got to wait for. It's just having that longing and that desire. And oh God, you've got to meet us. And worship starts and you get lost. That's going to attract God. 
Oh, it will attract God. Create an atmosphere. Look, tell people all the time, bummed out and crying and weeping or whatever it is, life stinks, everything's horrible, life's over. Get your favorite worship song, get in a closet, turn that thing up and get lost in God. Demons have to flee. As you worship, it changes the atmosphere. You're creating an atmosphere of praise and worship and, and prayer and loving God and crying out to God in purity, and the demonic spirits flee. Or you can sit in that room and moan and complain about everything. Only a temperature change meeting certain conditions in the spirit realm will allow, will suddenly allow the crystallized presence of God to show up. As one is getting lost in worship and you're fidget, fidgeting and getting up and going around and clicking, clicking your pen and zipping your pie. Oh! People need healed. People need healed here. Badly. Do your part of creating a presence. The atmosphere. Start understanding how vital this is. You're lost and don't know what to do. Get lost in worship. And in praising God who knows everything. Miracles happen when the atmosphere is right. They happen. Sometimes people walk in here, and I hear later they just started to weep through the whole service. When the atmosphere is rich with the presence of God, and they can't help but come to the altar and get right. People begin to respond to the presence of God, and he responds to the people in a greater measure. Turns his presence up more. His Shekinah glory, the Kabod, comes. You know that's true. James says, draw nigh to God, and God will draw nigh to you. That increases the presence. It increases the presence. Draw nigh, oh God, fill this atmosphere, fill it. And something, I'm not, I don't know how to act it out, just something God will go, they want me today. God has created you and I for fellowship with him. I believe this is why some people receive healing, supernatural deliverances from addictions during powerful worship services as we create the atmosphere of believing God and loving God and longing for God. People come streaming to the altar to receive help from God because the atmosphere is so charged with the presence of God. Amen. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. That's why I believe sometimes we've experienced a certain song just rip through the congregation because something in that song strikes you where you are and you put more into it. So does God. 
It's no new thing for God. He's always known this and always told us. Isaiah 61.3 says, To point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Look, I don't know where you're at right now, but God says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness, you just can't seem to get on top. You always are under, always depressed, always grouchy, always moaning, cups always half full. God says, take off that spirit of heaviness. How? What do I do now, God? Put on the garment of praise. Oh, God, fill this atmosphere with your presence. You mothers ought to be praying like crazy at home. Fill my home with the presence of God. Every crack and corner and crevice of my home, every blade of grass in my yard. Fill it, God. Fill the atmosphere. Spirit of heaviness. It's kind of where we are sometimes in church. Definition of spirit of heaviness is dim, dull, colorless, be dark, faint, no spit, no oomph, no glorifying, no worship, no effort, no passion. And I'm not talking about faking it. I can't stand that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about the true, the real Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Please fill the atmosphere with your presence. Who knows what can happen in any given service? I get, I always, I just get, I get blown away when I watch World War II things, and I just see the Jews walking like this to where they're going to be shot in the in the big ditch. You see, in fact, some of them run. I mean, if you're going to get shot, get shot trying to choke the guy. Do something. They just run to their grave. And I would think, do something. All of you say no and run at them. They're still going to get shot, but so what? At least you're trying something. And I think, God, we're the same way. Church in and church out and church in and church out and church in. Stand up, sit down, altar, goodbye, hello. God, feel this presence. Feel this atmosphere. Spirit of heaviness. Spirit of dim. We're dim. We're not a beacon. We're dim. Remember that one pastor from Nigeria, Pastor Peter? Remember him? He's talking about the economy. He says, when... Our economy sneezes. His his economy has full-blown pneumonia. When ours just goes, after getting cold, theirs is over with. The whole idea is the light of God is going out in our nation. If your hope is still in electing, God bless you. I'm going to vote, but God bless you. Hope is in presence of God coming back to our nation to get rid of the spirit of heaviness on the church where the atmosphere that should impact the culture. We're the ones. You are the light. 
and salt of the world. I heard that. We're dim. We're dull. We're not taking our parts serious, colorless, dark, faint. Come back, the church. Yes. Press, push, overcome. And this is what we're going to do now. I'm going to give every one of you an opportunity to enhance the atmosphere here in this church. Absolutely. I'm also going to give you the opportunity to ruin it. That's how big your part is. I can't help it. It just is. I misplaced the scripture to really pound that home. Here it is as they get ready. Atmosphere is absolutely everything, and that's what we're about to try to create right now. Matthew says this, And it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? They were pumped. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Is his brother James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then has this man all these things? And then they were offended. Then they're starting to get offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Whose house are we sitting in? Well, look at the next one. And he did not mighty works because of their unbelief. Yours and mine. Atmosphere that we create for God to move. God incarnate said, I couldn't do much. Because they don't believe. Because they weren't stirred. Because they weren't hungry and didn't long. My hands were tied. I touched a few. It's all I could do. Sounds like America to me. Atmosphere is everything. Could there be a limited atmosphere of faith and new hope? Limited atmosphere. It's not that you don't believe God. Yeah, yeah, I know, but for sure, I read that. Yeah, but... Could there be a limited amount in our midst this morning? Now we have opportunity to change that. And all I'm going to ask you to do is get lost in a song. Again, another song. A different song. I don't know if the song's been out there forever or not. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care. All I know is I turn my lights off, close my door, pull the blinds down, and get lost in this song. And as that's going on, I'm never sitting there like this, 
Click, 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 click. Good song. Pretty good song. Like those words. Click, click, click. What else can I do? Clink, clink. Yeah, I'll be right there when I get done. I'm lost in it. Nothing compares. Nothing matters. What's going on? And I said, okay, God, I'll bring that song. I'll bring it here. And we'll play it. So I'm asking you to stand. Look, if you come in here any length of time, you know I'm a guy that doesn't play around. I don't play church. I, I just don't. I don't believe in cotton candy, gospel. I believe in the real thing. We're in dire straits. We need a move of God. We need the presence of God. We need God to fill this place. We need the atmosphere, the presence of God. Ask the Carsons if they do. Ask them if they need the presence of God to come. The move and healing and power. Ask those people that we prayed for. Hearts are broken. People have died in their family. For the presence of every one of you play a part. And as this song starts, I'm not asking you to duck and dive under the pew and pray. I'm asking you to worship and praise God. The words are simple and beautiful. And to get lost in it and see what God does.